Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Muse Podcast. Episode 2. Briggs and I are welcoming Joey Murphy, Joseph K. Murphy, to the podcast. Joey's a great dude. Uh, Briggs has played in bands with Joey for a number of years. Uh, I've known Joey on and off for a number of reasons. I've mastered a couple of albums for him. Uh, he's probably best known around here for his work with the band Mercade, M-U-R-K-A-D-E-E. This is a interesting, eclectic, very creative band. It's been through a number of different f- sort of phases. Um, I really like their album From a Spectral View, um, but you can find out more about Mercade uh, on the web. Recently... Uh, Joey's been working with his band Hard Knoxbury. It's a little tricky spelling there. It's H-A-R-D-K-N-O-X-B-U-R-Y. Their album, Oh My Aching Head, is a monster cool album. Uh, you got to listen to DTs out of Partey. Uh, there's a number of great tracks on there, and we talk about that during the podcast. So Joey's super creative, and he's working all the time. He's got his own recording setup. He records people. He makes, uh, you know, uh, music for television. He makes, an, uh, he's constantly working. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in how his studio is pretty much part of the process. He has a bunch of really cool equipment. He's pretty well known around here for having a giant mixing board from forever ago which you could probably heat a house with. But uh, really interesting guy. Um, I love the way he's really straightforward about his influences. And uh, although, you know, you can hear some of the influence in his material, he's always creative. He's always bringing something to the table. Uh, I wicked put him on the spot on this one. Uh, it's totally on me. I didn't realize. So he has a new CD coming out with the band Hard Knoxbury. Uh, the CD is going to be called Her Name Gets Me Drunk. And the I think we all realized as we were listening that the material is pretty personal. And uh, I know this is the first time that it's, it's being played. I think everybody got caught up in the moment a little bit. So music's so powerful, man. And this is just one of those great examples. Anyway, uh, Joey came in last minute flew in here and just you know made it happen we couldn't be more thankful for uh for him coming up and and making the uh making the show what it was you can get in touch with joey at josephkmurphy.com that's j-o-s-e-p-h-k murphy.com he's also on facebook he has a new web show coming out called show and tell with joseph k murphy that show actually has a little bit of a history uh, he used to do it with his friend Amos Clapp. Um, you can find them on Facebook as well, but I think the right thing to do is to go to josephkmurphy.com and just see what's going on there. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, themusepodcast.com. You can go there, click on the contact button, and uh, write whatever you want. Uh, if you know someone who'd be a, a good guest on The Muse, uh, just lay it on us and we'll see if we can make it happen. You can always stay in touch with us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, some point YouTube. Right now, that's still uh, under under you know under construction. On all social media, we are the Muse Podcast. Okay, here we go. Episode two, Joseph K. Murphy.
with my glass held tight as things held out of control The man you met with never banged with me with his confidence speak And he danced with so much soul You're a woman looking for that ladies man while well, I just annoy my friends I took a hit to the back last night So if you went to bed last night Hold on to the man Hold on to the man you've met Cause I'm the only one that's left Hold on to the way he talked And whispered in your ear so soft Hold on to the man you've met Cause I'm the only one that's left I took a spill while we thrilled last night That kicked the night into gear like I never learned at a party I've heard the stories through the giggles and smiles All the while I'm writhing in this guilt I never thought I'd be loved so much But then I drank so much And I'm feeling so confused I took a spill while we thrilled last night So if you went to bed last night Hold on to the memetite Hold on to the man you've met Cause I'm the only one that's left Hold on to the way he talks And whispered in your ear so soft As things are out of control The man you met would never bang with me With his confidence speak And he danced with so much soul You're a woman looking for that ladies man While I just annoy my friends I took a hit to the back last night So if you went to bed last night Hold on to that man Hold on to that man you've met Cause I'm the only one that's left Hold on to the way he talked And whispered in your ear so soft Hold on to the man you've met Cause I'm the only one that's left I'm the only one that's left I'm the only one that's left Thank you. Thank you. Cool. What is that song called? I'm the only one that's left. Is so, what it's uh, called. What's the, it's, that's just a new song, right? Correct. Where does that come from? Like you, you have a, an album, this whole kind of thing. Where are you right now with that song? How old, is that a really old song or is that relatively new? Probably about two, three years old. Oh, okay. But the recording's probably a year old and been working on it throughout the year. Right. And so it's still a baby right. in the public's eye. Right. What's that? <laughs> Do you mind telling me what that song's about? Uh, being single. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> that's the whole album is about being single and yeah and, and what you do so there's an album how close are you to the end of the album i'm so close it's so close it's so close. No, I mean, so you've recorded all the parts yeah and you're all mixing. The, yeah the mixing's done that's fantastic yeah. cool. so it's right there and it's it's just been sitting there waiting to be finished and Life gets in the way sometimes, but oh, I got okay. it. I got it. Don't worry. But now it's time. <laughs> now, now's the time. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, I know that, uh, so everybody was following along. That wasn't the song you were going to play. And so you still have one in the bag here. Oh, yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. you just kind of pulled that one out. You just went and grabbed the uh, lyrics. So, you know, I know I put you on the spot a little bit there with that one. Yeah, I'm terrible with lyrics. I've never been able to remember my own lyrics. Mm. And I, I, like I've, I've heard that that makes you not a professional <laughs> but i don't care about that no, fuck that shit yeah. <laughs> who cares yeah. right i don't care no do you do you look down on people if they don't remember their lyrics who no. cares? i don't care when people look down on me that's right true. they don't yeah. they don't they, you know who's saying that not them yeah. right <laughs> that's right yeah right so sure. all of those people who are, who are haters gonna hate joey yeah, yeah but they don't grab the fucking guitar i mean you're the one who has to do it right so you know yeah, I mean, they can hate if they want. And I conveniently have all my lyrics up on the cloud, just in case. Right. That was funny. You, you, uh, you know, you're like this, this, this gritty sort of, you know, really direct musician, right? You got your chords, you got the words, you know it. But when you need the words, you know, you pull out the surface <laughs> yeah. and get yeah. on the cloud, right, and get it down. I got to be honest. I'm calling the same, them out. I'm this. I know I am. Uh, I'm the same way. Like I can. Like play the chords, bass, and sing the melody to like thousands of songs, but I know like the first five words and maybe the chorus. Oh, I'm just not a lyrics person. Yeah, same. Yeah, it just goes away. Yeah, I got Weird. the hook. The hook's all. Yeah, the hook's all you need, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you said that was a couple years old. Yeah, yeah. So did you write any pieces for the album recently? Just one. I have a finisher that I that I kind of tacked on to the end. I just got this piano, mm -hmm. and I wanted to use it at the end to do kind of like a tag to, to the, the whole thing. Right. Saying, kind of summing everything up. Right. And so I, I just put one mic up there, wrote this thing in about two minutes. Mm -hmm. Sounds terrible, which it should. Cool. The, the, the song is there. It's actually really simple. Right. And um, so that's the only one I've, I've worked on for that album. How does it brand new how does it usually go i mean like the piece that you just played for for us is this something that does it just sort of happen and you know then we're done with this or does it kind of you know, do you really work on these things you do the first verse and then just play with it for i wrote while? most of it probably i like to work on albums i like i have a an intention and i i write to the intention and then probably i don't know a month or two i write most of the stuff and then Maybe somewhere along the process of demoing and practicing and all that good stuff, another one will pop out. So back up a second. So you said yes. you like to work on an album and you have an intention. Do you mean like, like I'm thinking about this for the first song, I'm thinking about this for the last song, then you write the songs? Explain what you mean Just by the I'm whole concept. On an album. Yeah. Maybe I'll say I want to do a big dumb rock record. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Maybe. Or maybe like this, right. I wanted to write something about a breakup and then going into the single life. Right. And then I fell in love along the way, which more songs came out of. Oh, I know, see what you're saying. Which right. is why it's all just just single life mm. in your late 20s. What happens? <laughs> so that, 
Oh, I see. So then how do you know when it's time to make the album? Or do you just keep recording the songs as you go? Well, when do you know that art's done? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I don't think there is a way. Okay. I, I, you just have to do it at some point. Right. You pick a spot, right? Pick and a then spot. it's done. Yeah. I mean, I I'm can, not working on this thing anymore. Right. Yeah. That's basically it. I'm done. Right. I'd say I'm done. Sick of you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's actually, I just get sick of it. <laughs> you just yeah. like, yeah. I've had it. It's well, either, what? With the concept of the album? Yes. Like doing that? You feel like you covered that and. I covered that. Sick of working on that. Or I know it's not healthy for me to be <laughs> <laughs> on that. That subject anymore. I see what you're saying. Yes. Well, it sounds like these are, you're not just constructing these out of nowhere. It sounds like the words that you're writing do have some sort of sense of meaning to you. Yes. Yeah. And you know, that's not, that doesn't have to be a a part of songwriting, but it sounds like it is in your case. Absolutely not. And not everything I write is, is that way. But, but for, for this album, it pretty much everything is there and it has some meaning to me, I guess, meaning to me. Yeah. Do you play the songs for other people? Mm, not so much. I figure once I get finished with it all, mm-hmm. get finished with, with this album, then maybe do something, whether it's play live, have a party and have people come to my right. spot, right, something right. like that. But I don't usually, I don't like to sit down with people and say, like, look what I've been doing. Right. The, so in other words, during the process of, of songwriting and getting it together, you're not saying, hey, listen to this and then going with feedback. You're, you're kind of it's, it's more of a personal I'm terrible process. with feedback. I'm so <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> like, I really am. I don't know yeah. if somebody tells me that hey, it's pretty good, but it needs a bridge. I'm like, well, I can't write a bridge. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I can write a bridge, but I can't no, I unless I'm, I'm you can't do it. Wait. You're not the little dog that uh, uh, that eats better when someone's staring at it. Is yes, what you're saying, right? yes. <laughs> you know what? I, do you know that dog? Everybody has, a, has seen that dog, right? He just won't eat. Okay, whatever. It's a shitty, <laughs> shitty metaphor. Shitty metaphor. I know what you're saying. I I, I feel you, brother. Before we go any farther, uh, we should call some things out here. So, uh, you guys have played together, John. You played with Joey before. Oh yeah, for a long time. Okay. actually. and in what in what formats have you guys done that? Rock bands? No, mostly. no, I know. Like which bands? <laughs> Dumbass. Well, no, we, I mean, we've done other stuff too, right? Um, but uh, I don't know. What was the the first Mercady. project I played on was was Mercady, Mercady, which was an old Joseph K. Murphy and uh, Delane Bennett uh, project. Yeah, right. I played. I uh, played some banjo. Yeah, yeah. that album. And yeah. then you became the bass player, right? Oh yeah. For <laughs> the live thing. For the live version of Mercady, it was the live version, and then it just became the bass the band, player. right? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. So Mercady started. Did it start as a duo and end up being a band? It was the it? concept was that it was going to be the two of us writing everything and right. then calling in guest musicians. Oh, okay, right. Which you right. did for a while. Yeah, yeah, two albums. Right. So that's a M U R K, A D E E. Right. Double E at the yeah, end. Double, double e. e at the end. Merc AD, right? Yeah. Uh, is that is that something? Can people hear this? Is that? Oh yes. Did it yeah, ever yeah. make it to like Spotify or it's something like that? It's definitely yeah. It's on Spotify. It's oh, on all that digital awesome distribution there. stuff. Um, iTunes. Uh, always. I remember uh, Mercady because you know I, I think we were all sort of hanging at the same time at that one. But uh, would, did you record more than one album with Mercady? I think it was four. Okay. Four. I total? knew there were two, but yeah. Four. Yep. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then along the way, we did Joseph K. Murphy and the Best Friends Ever, but right. I don't think you were on that. Uh, no, I played in the live version of that, but I didn't play on the album. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, right. Was it Mike Dorico? Mike played bass. Played bass. Mike yeah. Dorico played Another bass. Another 
great formerly local but always local at heart uh musician right, right. <laughs> he just well he just finished up his phd yeah in musicology in musicology uh so and he, he's doing great yeah another he's good epping boy done <laughs> is, good is he still in the area uh no he's out in california now la yeah yeah oh that's fantastic yeah ucla yeah that's where he gets uh all right doctor. so we're 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 hinting at this anyway let's just start over again okay so have you always been in a rock band since you were a little guy yeah, yeah, I think, right? When did it 12? start? I think I was, I started playing when I was 11, and then I always was recording by myself. Was it like a guitar thing, or yeah. what, were you, what were you playing? I was, I was doing guitar. Guitar, singing, trying to be Kurt Cobain or something like that. Right, was that <laughs> was that the kind of thing you were trying to just rock really hard? or? Yeah, I think so. Somewhere, it happened so fast. <laughs> it happened so yeah, fast. I know. I got in... I, I, staring at the guitar, I my whole family plays. Yeah, my eldest brother's a drummer, middle brother plays bass. Yep, I took up the guitar. Right, good old fashioned family band. Yeah, it never worked that way though. <laughs> Didn't work at all. Yeah, and then I learned that you could multi track, and so I just made my own band with myself. So you got a, you actually got a recorder. Yeah, yeah. Well, what recorder was it? It was actually. My dad had one of those old tape decks that had a left in and a right in. Oh, classic. Yeah. So it was like a cassette deck? It or was like, a cassette deck. But it had two separate inputs, left and right. Correct. And you could record on the right after the left without erasing the left? Yeah. So it had a split record head. Yeah. Wow. That's hip shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I got away from that fast, though, because I learned you could do it on the computer. Oh, okay. And here I go. So you went right into yeah. recording on the computer after that. Yeah, and it was so lame because back then I didn't know how to multi-track with a program back then. So I'd keep two instances of the program up, one playing, one recording. <laughs> it was wow. bouncing. Yeah, it was bouncing on on the computer. Right. It's a hard. It's hard. No, to it makes sense. It's coming back out of the computer into your whatever hardware thing you had. Right. And then back in, and you're singing along with that onto the second yeah. instance of the program. You yeah. could have probably done that with your left and right cassette thing. <laughs> <laughs> you would have that authentic cassette sound. Absolutely. I didn't have effects. I needed the effects. <laughs> Thank you for that authentic cassette sound. You're welcome. <laughs> half cat, half tape. You didn't have... What do you mean you didn't have effects? By the way, so people who, are, who aren't into the, the mixing and stuff you're listening to, when people begin recording... They just start recording stuff, right? This is, I'm being stereotypical. Well, most people just start recording whatever they do, like their guitar or whatever they're singing, right? And then within like the first year, they decide the reason why they're not awesome and famous and they don't sound like everybody else is because they don't have all of the same equipment and effects as everybody else. Then they go through a long arc over a number of years of collecting all the equipment and effects and da 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 da. Oh, I had such stupid effects. Right. It was I'm awesome. not trying to call you out. Uh, no, during, but no, I mean everybody everyone does, does that. But yeah. then in the end, it was awesome. like as you get better and better and better, you use less and less general effects. No, you still use effects for things, but like it's just like anybody else. Remember uh, you have your electric guitar and it's it's only a matter of time before you get a chorus pedal. Oh, and sure. then once the chorus pedal is on, you never play the guitar if the pedal isn't on, right? You know, I can't just sound so bad. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And so <laughs> I mean I'm I'm commiserating. Everybody did this, you know. I'm, I look back on it fondly. Yeah. It, it absolutely I mean, they, they they were terrible. Effects, well hell the but, Beatles did that, right? Yes. I mean they they were like, hey, we could put echo on everything and we could double track the things and we could yeah, you know, and then they did the you know, holding the flanges of the tape yes. machine to make automatic doubling. It's fun to do I that know. kind and of stuff. And it's funny, Briggs and I were working on something a couple of weeks ago, and I have the pl I have a plug-in for 
my shit that's like a digital recreation of what the Beatles oh, were doing yeah. by holding the flange down and making the automatic, you know, the John oh, Lennon. Oh, the, yeah. plug-in, the plug-in looks as cool as it sounds. Well, <laughs> which is so <laughs> stupid because it has nothing to do with reality. Right. Who the fuck cares what it looks like? I don't know, but it looks awesome. I know, it looks so yeah. good. I'm like, we need to use this on everything. Right. Right? But it also sounds good. So no, I know. Yeah, it's I cool. Know. Things that look cool make me want to use them. And, exactly. And I'm like, how do uh, I use this yeah. cool looking thing? Right. So now you have a computer and you're using a couple of instances and you're doing your thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When, how long was it before you made like an album and then like released it like publicly? Uh, was that like right away? Yes. Yeah, that was right away. So that was uh, sixth grade, learned seventh grade. Seventh grade, I had one out. Awesome. Out in quotation marks. What was, what was the artist's name? Was it under Joseph K. Murphy? No. Or? <laughs> no soundstone oh that's good that's good a little pretentious a yeah. little self-effacing at the yeah. same time yeah. but self-aware yeah soundstone. was it just you were you just soundstone? me just me at, wow. at first how did you make the the uh, percussion sounds at the time no percussion <gasps> wow I get it was it. a rock album with no drums that's not a bad idea <laughs> tried it i tried it were you recording through amps and stuff at the time yes oh that's awesome yes man. Beautiful. Yeah. So it was five dollars for the album, and it was twelve songs. And kids, kids would look at it, say, five bucks for twelve songs. That's a good deal." It's back when people paid for music, huh? <laughs> yes. I see. Well, but you also given them great value. You're giving a, a you had a lot a, a high song per dollar oh, yeah. ratio. Oh yeah. Twelve songs for five bucks. Sounds like a good deal to me. When you did the soundstone thing, did you ever turn that in? When did you start taking your recordings and then make it like a band out of it and like gig on those songs? Yeah, it probably took, oh, I got the band together mm, probably two months after that. So now we're moving into the summer towards eighth grade. Oh, you mean, on the first album? Yeah, right you after. You gigged on your first album? Well, I no, no, no. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I think you know where I'm going with this, but go ahead. Go ahead. Well, anyway. <laughs> but you got a band together. Next? You got a band together and you, you played some of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then more recordings because that's what you do. Right. We got to record. Everybody has to hear what we're doing. Oh, yeah. You right. got to document it. Right. Well, but that's so good. It's so fun. Right? It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the difference between just sort of saying, well, I want to I want to paint or I want to be a you know visual artist and then just sketching your sketchbook all the time. It's sure. great, but I think it's great when that's not the point. When the point is it's sketch, 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 but maybe once a week this is going out. Like I'm making a painting, like I'm making something, or I'm going to finish this sketch out and do a full drawing and just, you know, you don't have to necessarily frame it, but you just put it out there, make it public. Yeah. And these days I think uh, I know I have some friends who are professional uh, visual artists and, you know, uh, like on Twitter they'll do like a time lapse because they're using the... um digital uh, tablets and all that and the tablet can keep track of what you just drew like it actually makes a video oh, out of yeah. what you just drew and they'll run it at like you know 15 times speed or whatever so in one minute you get to see what happened in a 15 minute drawing that kind of thing brilliant and, uh, i brilliant. love it no but it's i mean cool, it's, right? it's cool because it because it brings that it brings that little tension of like people are going to see this but at the same time, they could have done six of them before they gave you the one they were going to see. But that, I, to bring around, you know, you're, you're, you're talking um, in retrospect, sort of like like that was really fun. But but to take it seriously, I, I, there are a lot of people that make a lot of recordings that no one ever hears. Yes. And so I'm fascinated with the idea that you just, fuck that, it's going out. Yeah, I mean, sure. What, seventh grade? 
Yeah, seventh, eighth grade. That's when it all like picked going, up. I'd like and this I, is going public. I yeah. put pressure on myself for years and years that I was serious. We had the sleepovers where the night before we track. And nice. then the next morning, I'm up first thing doing my guitar lines, wondering where everybody else is. <laughs> and they were upstairs sleeping because I mean, <laughs> sure. that's what they do. Yeah. And I put a lot of pressure on myself to just keep pushing out. I needed, I needed to push out material. Right. Until I was probably 21, I had this constant pressure on, and, and, I, and I cranked out a lot of stuff. And, and I got good at it at yeah, some of point. Yeah. So that was cool. Right. No, I mean, I feel like you're maybe because of that, I forget why. At that point, even as a young person, you're executing something that a lot of people say they want to do but never really end up doing. They write a lot of songs, but these maybe play it for their girlfriend or, or wife or whatever or, or husband or whatever mom. it is. And they're just going to go, yeah, their mom. And yeah. then they're going to go, okay, that's great. And then I'm going to write another one. And you're like, they never actually go to the next step of, of making it a social experience, well, sure. of communicating it to an audience. Sure. And I also, I, I never had the concept in my head of going to a studio because why, why pay you, someone to do well, something you could do yourself, when you can right? do it yourself yeah. which i totally i don't agree with anymore <laughs> <laughs> well i mean part of that comes from your what like 15 or whatever and who's got cash to, to yeah. spend yeah you absolutely know? yeah yeah but but as, as i i've you you guys know i've had a studio before and it's never really been public kind of stuff it's always been for my own use but um, when people come in and record, I would much rather deal with someone who did what you're talking about, like has knows how to record by themselves, does the whole thing. So they're just in the studio just to capture the moment. They're not in there going, do you have a pedal for my chorus? Can I put a chorus pedal on my guitar? You know, yeah. you're not, you're not going through all of those things. So, so you knocked out all of that. You gave yourself all that time to screw up and to go through all the different machinations yeah. that everybody goes through. So now I'm sure when you go into the studio, you're, you're there for the vibe or for the reason or for the equipment or for, uh, for something, but, or for the, you know, for the experience or for the, maybe you don't have to do the work yourself, but it's not because you don't know how to do it and you just need, someone else to do it for you right? sure if yeah i still record by myself <laughs> well i mean that's the thing but <laughs> well, i'm yeah, saying I mean, you know if you, you know you can be a good cook and cook for yourself but it's still right? nice to go out for a meal yeah, right? absolutely that's, yeah. oh that was yeah. good that, thank you that was a good one thank you <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that good <laughs> <laughs> so keep us going so you're like eighth grade ninth grade is yeah. it still soundstone no change no, soundstone. change that right away oh, oh east 101 Ah, oh, I get it. I get yes, it. Yes, that was the I next. Get it. That was the next band. East One Hundred One. It's a road reference. Do you highways. Mean, you mean because highways you were literally highways. east of Route One Hundred One? I was. We were traveling on East One Hundred One when I was looking for a band name. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's pretty simple. First sign that came up. It's yep. a little. You could have been those. mile marker fourteen. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> east One Hundred One. It's very. Uh, I don't know. Nah, it's nothing. <laughs> I don't it know. Really Sound, Soundstone was super it. arty and yeah, was really, Soundstone. Was really like going Soundstone. somewhere and you like have this hope and, and like, oh, everyone's going to dig Soundstone. But East 101 was more like, we need a band name. Or at least it sounds like to me that you know we need a band name. Uh, what, and was Matchbox that the, 20's taken. Yeah. So yeah. We're going to go with like, East Oh, good 101. point. Oh, right. So you had the number thing at the right time. I guess. I'd, Blink 182. Maybe that was what I was going for. There was no was strategy. Was that fucking punk, punk band with the guy who did, uh, who, did uh, who went out with Paris Hilton? 
Oh, I don't know. There's some forty one. Yeah, some oh, forty one. Like, that's it. Yeah. Things that have numbers in them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. The cumbersome band. Uh, haircut, Seven Mary Three. Haircut one hundred. Haircut one hundred. <laughs> not a real band, right? Or is that a real band? That's a real band. A real band. I didn't yeah, know that. No, I feel bad. Hero. Sorry. I, I missed haircut them by twenty. That's like twenty years. Blink one eighty two. That's yeah. One. Yep. yep. What the hell was your song? Who haircut one hundred? Plus, 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 plus. One, 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 one. It was an eighties band. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> I, 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 I missed out right. on that I, one. I, I hope I got that right. I could be wrong on that one. Anywho's, uh, so yeah, so how did it go? So you 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 start this band, keep going, keep keep recording, keep, keep going. <laughs> Kept recording, playing live a little bit. And then where were you playing? Are live? we still with East One Hundred One? Yeah, yeah we're okay. at East One Hundred One. But then yeah, East One Hundred One. Oh, the Sad Cafe was like the only place to play. That's Ooh. where I was going yeah. before. Man, it took a long time for you to say it. But so the Sad Cafe was you either hated it or loved it, right? It was really, you know, polarizing. I think, like, you know, cool rock musicians thought it was the stupidest thing ever. And then, but people who were at that time, like, the only places to play were at people's parties or houses or whatever. Yes. Um, and you know, let's just get it out. I'm there's a probably a twenty year difference in my age and then and then your age here, you guys. So, I mean, this is a little. I was watching you guys do this. I was like recording bands like you guys when you were doing stuff like this, but. People who were like under twenty one, there was nowhere to play. So the Sad Cafe was actually a great play because you you could do uh, all ages show, and you can invite all your friends, all your friends, and they could kind of rock pretty hard. They could go bananas. Um, I guess without so. you know without as long as their feet don't leave the floor. What was the rule? They no had moshing. The, no moshing. Yeah, no moshing. Yeah. Yeah, I what's, mean, but consider these were young people, and there's sure. no no alcohol there. Oh, yes. But they would also take a uh, they would take a board mix and drop it on a CD for you guys. Indeed. And I think I mixed, I sort of mix mastered like four or five albums off of those board mixes. They give you the board mix, and then someone else would have like a live, you know, hold up mic up kind of mix. Yes. Yeah. And you, I'd get those things and line them up, and then try to. Get them to sound pretty good. But they actually didn't sound bad, man. At the time, though, everybody wanted things to sound fucking perfectly produced and smooth. So people saw that as throwaway. But now, man, you listen to Spotify, I would say more than half of the pieces of music that I'm listening to that are professional are not like slick, heavy production, kind of big bass, big, sweet, high-end, wide sounds. They're actually much more garagey sounding yeah, and all that. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't yeah. it? I love it. I've never been a big fan of this big. I always think when a rock band sounds that big, like it can be great. Like look at Def Leppard or something like that, where it's so well done right. that it just, you know, sort of supersedes the whole concept. Sure. But you back down like one notch and you're basically Celine Dion just yelling <laughs> shit that doesn't really make any sense. You know what I mean? You know, you're my cherry pie. It's not actually that rock and roll no, at all no, it's no. super contrived it's super overdone and really you know you, you're kind of like look at a what's a good example like um there's usually one thing in those songs at least in my opinion that that makes them amazing but for cherry pie it was the video well no question <laughs> well i mean that's warrant right but yeah these are like uh 90s hair metal bands i'm terrible with years they're hair metal bands. Yeah, yeah yeah they were 90s. yeah they were the last uh hair metal band. okay so look at what's the one with uh sebastian bach uh skid row, skid row. okay so skid row if you take sebastian bach out of that because he had like a unbelievably high voice and all that if you just 
replaced him with someone who's like a normal singer. There's nothing about that album. There's nothing about those songs or whatever that mean anything to me. It's just there's at least that one little bit that makes it good compared to like something that was completely contrived and total bullshit and way over the top, but just completely awesome. Like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that song. Yeah, but that was like exactly what I'm talking about. Right. But it's awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Because they were so fucking past the point of they know they're real self-aware. Sure. Who knows what that damn song's about? You know, the wolf is howling. It's Oh, it doesn't matter. It just sounds good. It's rock and roll. Right? I know. And you get to see, like, you know, Tony Katane's, like, you know. Sure. Yeah, whatever. another song. It's completely sexist. Really all good. about, like, blowing up cars and watching, you know. <laughs> I thought that's what the yeah. 80s was about. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying, though, yeah. right? So awesome. This is the funny thing is it's like all that time that everybody was recording garagey stuff and taking, you know, um, board mixes at the Sad Cafe. There were bands like, for example, Dinosaur Jr., right? Sure. Who have like that a little more of a lo-fi approach towards things, you know, yep. compared to what was happening at the time. Oh, yeah. Compared to Skid Row, for sure. Right. <laughs> well, you know, and then but you look now, who's still making albums who's still going and doing shit Dinosaur right Junior. fuck yeah right yeah. you see jay maskis on like and Portlandia. they're good too they're, I know. their yeah. albums like, are awesome right because you're not dependent on that weird pipeline of you know you gotta go and get these particular you gotta have the ppg waypoint two synthesizer in order to be able to do this <laughs> sebastian bach used to be pretty like a girl too and then he got real old looking so he's he doesn't have the the sex well, well that's the other problem is that it wasn't really about the music right yeah exactly it was about the the moment and and the people having like the the nose ring chain to the earring. Uh, do you remember that? Another <laughs> oh, one yeah. from the video. No, yeah, no, you went past me on that one. Oh, too bad, too bad. Watch the video. Uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> that, that's you mean, of, are we on uh, 18 to, in life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skid Row? Or maybe it was the other Skid Row single that had the the guy had the chain. I don't remember. Whatever. But they had... Whatever. That was also... They also had the band... The, at that point, the guitar players were all... Nobody was named their real names. And then, like, because they're all like Slash and yeah, but still, yeah. nobody's their real name, right? No, no, if no. Like but I mean, like, really, sort of like they person, were. You need a fake name. They were almost like comicky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But theirs was uh, Janie Lane, right? That's the singer for oh, Warren. God damn right? it, I'm not even Man, close. The '80s sound like they were Sorry, great. Guys. Tell me more about it. The '80s are amazing. <laughs> uh, all you got to do is watch uh, the Decline of Western Civilization Part Two: The Metal Years. They're, that movie. Oh, is I have seen that awesome. movie. Yep. Yeah, there's three parts, and none of them are bad. Yeah, but the Metal Years is so good. Well, that's oh super apropos, yeah. Yeah. For me, it's still the first one. The first, I mean, yeah. the first one's obviously great. Yeah. The, the Metal one is hilarious and awesome yeah. at the same no, there's, time. No, there's nothing wrong with it. The Parade of, of Delusion yeah. is amazing. That's it. And then you have those, and the best, I think, well, whatever, if you know the movie we're talking, did you see this? Yeah, story? Yeah, yeah. So remember, like, the one of the main characters is this guy who has everything right. He's just got everything right, but has never been famous. They never, he never makes it. Remember the kid with the long hair? He just oh, yeah, looks yeah. good. Yep. Comes from California, lost the weight, you know, has everything right, dresses right. The songs are like, <laughs> all the things are right. The big solo, <laughs> the band's right. Everything's right, except there's like no heart to it at all. They just done. <laughs> yeah. All of the commercial reasons why it should be right. And the best thing is how he just never, it just right. nothing happens. And he's so, like you were saying, it's a delusion. He's so 
arrogant. Everyone about in it. that like, is so confident. Yeah, don't you understand? Like he just knows. They he's ask like him the direct questions. They're like, "Well, what are you gonna do if you don't make it?" And every single one of them is like, "Well, of course we're gonna make it." Yeah. Have you yeah. seen me? Right. Look yeah, how exactly. I look. It's awesome. Look, that movie do you see so these good. two chicks I have? One yeah. on each side. Two you know? chicks, and then they have uh, what's his nuts from Kiss in the bed with well, the, right. all oh, the yeah. chicks all over. Right. Oh man! <laughs> but that's see that's. That's him being funny, too, no, right? So he knows yeah, what's going on. It's an on. entertaining movie is the he, point I'm yeah, trying to make. Right. Kiss is still going. It's What a great movie. This is Decline of Western Civilization, the second. Two, The two, Metal Years. The Metal Years, yeah. yeah. That one, I think there are some scenes that people would recognize that we're not talking about, like the one with the with the, the kid who's drinking the alcohol in the front of his... The guy from Wasp or yeah, whatever? Yeah, in front of oh his mom God, in the pool. Intense yeah, scene. and those well, kind of things. Maybe are, we shouldn't ruin the right? movie for everyone. No. Well, I mean, we didn't. We'll good happens it's still worth watching even it's if a, you listen to someone talk about it for two minutes so yeah <laughs> so that's cool <laughs> how did we get there sad cafe. We, were, we were at the sad wow. cafe wow but no i mean but that's the thing i mean i'd like to believe the guy who ran the sad cafe who i never met was doing it for the right reason well he's got a situation where there's young people there's nowhere to play and I don't think he was trying to keep everybody safe as much as he was trying to give everybody a place to play and be safe at the same time. You know, and so it wasn't just like the cool kids at some party get to see your band. Absolutely. You could still play for a lot of people. They they were And you get to sign the wall. That's, That's a really cool thing. I like that aspect okay, of it. I wasn't sure if you were making fun of it. I mean, I kind of am, but I kind of like it too. Of course you I do. mean, that's nice. Everybody wants you know? to be a rock yeah. star, man. Sure. You know? You gotta sign yeah. the wall. I signed the wall multiple times. Absolutely, everyone signed the wall. That's what you do when you go there. Yeah, you can't yeah. drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, hopefully you're not 38 playing yeah, in the side cafe, enough, right? So you know, you only the have to be uh, would be to, to be relatively young when you were doing. Sure, it sure. That was time. kind of the point of the place, yes. right? To give. I young... got you playing there 10 years ago. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did that one gig. Yeah, I remember well, that. Never, you're you're gig, alumni, yeah. so it doesn't count. So. You were gigging East 101. Oh, yeah. Then what happened? Pink Lemonade. Moved on to Pink Lemonade. Name changed, personnel changed, a little bit of an attitude change. You happened to be at Market Basket when you needed a band name that time? <laughs> <laughs> no. We didn't have a Market Basket back then. Oh, sorry. Uh, nope. Hanford. I guess it was Shows. a Hanford. Yeah. yeah. We can go through Food Lion. I, I, I do remember specifically that summer asking. I had money for some reason, and I bought a distortion pedal and i bought a 12 pack of pink lemonade cool and it just went and then it just happened that's not the worst shopping day ever people Do you remember what distortion pedal was ds1 uh classic oh, no, i hated that shit <laughs> there's that generation gap there that ds1 sounded like ass you guys love that sound. uh actually duncan it depends on which model you know <laughs> oh really oh pretty good. i apologize yeah, i modded mine yeah yeah you can mod it and it sounds yeah. way better you get rid of that yeah. buzzsaw tone um what was really cool Jeez. about it was it didn't break yeah right good point it couldn't break it, it was yeah. like a, a, and it's a, orange yep yeah, gotta love the orange. It was all right. I would whenever anybody would come in to record, I was an asshole too. We would come in to record, and I'd be like, "Can we try just take your guitar? Can we just like let's just start by plugging it directly into the amp, and let's just hear how that sounds." Yeah, right? which means smart idea. Well, I know, but immediately the whoever's there is doesn't like me anymore, right? right. They're like, "Yeah, do you understand how hard I work to get this tone?" And I'm like trying not to say. Do you understand how shitty your tone is? <laughs> yeah. You spent $40 on the DS1. Right. But I needed a distortion pedal. No, I'm not saying I'm, you shouldn't have gotten a DS1. Why you got to pick on me? I'm not picking on you. Yeah. Although your DS1 may have been a He's picking, on, he's picking on the DS1. What you. amp were you, yeah. were you playing into? Uh, I don't know. Seriously, you don't know? Was it a Gorilla? No. Oh. No. It was a Crate Vintage Club. Nice. Did it have uh, a ooh. tube in it? Yeah. 
Yep, the the vintage clubs. They had the tube. Actually, this one had a 15 inch speaker. Okay, yeah, so thing was what you could wow, have done beefy. was taken the DS1, not turn the drive on, just turn the volume all the way up, and just oh sure, crap the shell shit sure. out of your tube, and then it would have sounded great. I was learning, man. You got it. Oh, very gotta, good. You know, you no, gotta, I try faith in you, man. Yeah. Having a distortion pedal is kind of like you know, like buying whatever the cool sneakers are. You know what I mean? Common projects. Yeah, sure. I don't know what people wear. For when I was what is the, new, uh, the new the new Kevin Hart one? I have no idea. Hustle Hearts or I, I Heart Hustle? I have no idea. Oh, I've heard of that. I know. Well, anyway. Everybody's got to... Yeah, so I the think, point I'm making is you got to buy a fucking distortion pedal to be cool. Absolutely. I understand that. How was I going to be taken seriously in the high school if yeah. I didn't... Well, most of them had the grunge pedal. Ooh, the grunge I, pedal. I couldn't do the grunge. I had one. I had one of those. It still sounds you awful. get the rat? That was a good shitty pedal. Uh, oh, were they really expensive at the time? I don't, I don't remember. I don't know if they were. I think yeah. the DS1 was just like, get the DS1. That's yeah, what you get. Every yeah. store had the DS1, too. Yeah, you get that. Get the DS1. So, you'll be just fine. Uh, let's So bookmark where we are. Let's just for a sec. Did you used to go to like... See, I used to love to go to the the Rock Shopping Mart. Like... The Rock before, Shopping Mart. Before... I mean, whatever that was. Before Guitar Center came along, like, these were all mom and pop places. Right, right. right. So we had, like, Daddy's Junkie Music. Yeah, way sure. back, there was Music Emporium. There's, like, all these places where you E.U. Could, Wurlitzer. E.U. Wurlitzer, right. So you could go to these places... And the cool thing is you'd like you could go to Boston and then now you can go to like some even cooler places. New York had like Sam Ash and yeah. things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you'd go there and they'd have all this stuff that you might be able to order out of like a, a you know, catalog. This is really early pre online internet. Stuff. Well, I mean it's pre internet, but even in early internet, you, you weren't it's tough Before to buy a three thousand dollar guitar off a, a, a website. You sure. know, you know, you want to go and, and play that shit, right? So um, which not that I ever bought a three thousand dollar guitar, but <laughs> but if you were going, but to. I would love to go to those places and just like try everything. And I would get dropped off at Daddy's. I knew it. I was just guessing, but just wow. to go in, so, try stuff, so you, leave, yeah. walk around to go back. It'd be so good, good right? You got dropped great. off to go to the guitar store, yeah. right? Yeah, I needed to know what was out there, right? Yeah, and play with everything, yeah. Move some knobs. Absolutely. Uh-huh. When you were in Daddy's, can you remember like back then? What there was probably in a piece of equipment that you totally wanted, but you just they're not even close. There was a, a, a Korg synthesizer, but it was set up like the analog deal. Yeah, you know, with the, all the cool knobs and everything. And play. It I remember and that, and so it had like a little keyboard, but it had like a like a like a big chunky piece. Yes, like a toaster piece, like yes. a, you kind of crushed down a little bit, but it had like you could actually connect this to this with a little orange cord yes. or something and have knobs and things like that yeah yeah and i really wanted to be a piano player and i couldn't because yeah. i didn't think i could i don't just one of those things you know yeah. i'm like oh i gotta play guitar instead nah yeah. but whatever i know what you mean yeah so yeah really so it's funny all that when you were you were you were you, were, you, were, you had a woody for the synthesizer yeah yeah, yeah. who doesn't though <laughs> synthesizer i wanted awesome. the well, i had i had a couple of them but they were not they're they're cool but I wanted an orange amp. They had an orange that was a stack. Like, so you had like the separate head. I wanted to plug my Moog into that, and I thought I would be a total rock star. That would have sounded great. You can still only play one note at a time. So what? So what? But it would be You can play a lot of notes really fast. That is true. So good enough right that's, man this is, that's a pan that's like a uh, highway to shitty music yeah. right there <laughs> yeah maybe if i play faster it'll be no it's always the right choice isn't it <laughs> so really so it was a synth huh yeah i liked weird stuff 
Yeah. Anything like I, you know, I I had done the I want to be Nirvana, and then I moved that on into I want to be. I think Hendrix was next, and then Stevie Ray Vaughan, and then. I think uh, no, all I those guys use regular stuff though. Where's this? <laughs> that was the funny thing. They're all plugging basically yeah. in with a wah or something. That's 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 where I wanted to get weird. I realized it was kind of already been done and it's boring, yeah, right? So I was thinking, man, Stevie Ray Vaughan just had a cool synthesizer sound. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> oh, I see. How I wasn't. Right. I didn't have that in my head. I don't know what I was thinking. I was just writing music, being stupid. Right on. And it worked that's out. not a bad thing. That's yeah. not a bad thing. No, I was a kid. You know, but you don't even need to make the excuse. It's awesome. Like that's yeah. the whole thing. I you was write having, it. I was having an it. awesome experience as yeah. a kid. That's what I'm saying. And I yeah. went for it. I think it's really easy to just tie, tie whether or not the music that you're, well, the the thing that you're doing, not to say the music you're making, but the the moment that you're doing this, tying that to some sort of objective version of success. Like, well, we didn't make any mo- any money, but everybody really dug it. Or Man, that thing just sold so much. That was our best album. I mean, I don't think any of those things are really true. I think the act of doing it is the re- that's what the what the awesome is. You just are making music. You are, in your case, recording it or playing it in front of people. That's the awesome. The rest of the stuff is sort of a result of that awesomeness. I'm just throwing this out. I'm proposing no, I, this. I, Do you, you think so? I'm digging it. Because when you start, many times when, especially young artists, in, in 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 just from like just living around it for so many years, you just watch your friends and the different people. When they when they start to focus on, okay, I know how to do this. I know how to record. We can play in front of people. Now, how are we going to make it big? Or how are we going to make you know, this fantastic record that everybody wants or how are we going to be the best live band? That's when it starts to go to shit. Like, the, you have a couple of good ideas, but they're missing the whole point of this, which is making the music, in your case, like you Certainly. said, making the art. Well, or, you, you know, have you ever worked really hard on, on say, being technical with your instrument right. on a piece or, or style, and you work really hard, and you're wood shedding it, yeah. and you're putting all this time into it, and then you get to this point where you've done it, yep. sort of, and yep. then you look over and you're like, 60s girl groups, love it. Yeah. <laughs> How do I do that? Yeah. And then you get into that phase for a while, and you look over there, and there's like, uh, I don't know, electronic noises. How? I don't know how to write electronic music. Right. I know how to write kind of like this pop thing, and I mess around with with formats and mm-hmm. things like that. But electronic music, I, I sit down with it, I stare, I, I, can, I just have no idea, and it fascinates me. Right. And other people will sit there and say, well, it's not really music, is it? And... Yeah, we were talking about this before. Those people don't make the music. Right. They just <laughs> right. bitch at you. Right. So fuck those Haters people. Haters are going to hate. Right? Yeah. They're not even... I mean, you're right. Haters are going to hate. Yeah, I just But like they're not even haters. It. They're just like... They're, if you can't... If this person can't do something... What is motivating someone to look at you and go, that's not music? The, it's pretty easy to see what's motivating them. They can't do it. Right. So it's way... The, it's way better to just say that sucks. I can't do it, but it sucks, so I wouldn't want it's to. Like do a it. sour grapes kind of mentality. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's a rationale. Fair enough. Right. So yeah. So fuck that shit. Yeah. Fuck that. Did shit. you make an electronic music? No, album? I still have no idea. Oh, I, you're are you thinking about doing this? I play with it every few years. I I had one album that kind of had more electronic elements to it. Hmm. A lot of electronic elements, I guess, but it right. still wasn't what I was. Um, going for but I guess it, it doesn't matter what I was going for because it just came out right that's what really matters yeah 
Yeah, that is. It's it's funny. I have a friend, we were talking about this podcast, which, you know, we're on the second episode. We're kind of figuring out how to do this, what's going to be the format, how are, you know, how, how does this work? How does this flow from the beginning to the end? And uh, the funny thing is, in the end, you really, the answer is pretty simple. Yeah, I just made it. Absolutely. No, right? I mean, like, that's kind of the whole podcast sure. right there. Hey, how did you make that song? Well, I mean. I did it and it's I, done. I was, I was making it and then I made it. And I can play it for you if you want. You know, it's like kind of the answer. Oh, sure. I was th- I won. was I was thinking about this earlier. Just I was trying to get my head thinking about songwriting, right? Because I was invited on here, and right. I hadn't really thought about it in a while. And how I have songs that I really like that I wrote. Yep. Right. That they they're to me they're the the, cream the good of the crop. ones. Yeah, the good ones. <laughs> I was looking for cream of the crop. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but um, all of those those. There was no effort, right? And you hear that a lot. People, these songwriters say, "There's it just came out. There was no effort." Right. But but really, I might meditate on it a little bit, kick it around in my head while I'm walking around the house. Yeah, I have maybe something of an idea of like, um, for instance, this song about being single and getting right. drunk. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I should probably write about that. It seems to happen. Kind of bothers me. Right. And then you sit down, and you know. Play, try to make it happen. Nothing happens. You play some chords. That's stupid. But and then one day, hey, that's cool. Right. And then you write the lyrics, and it takes ten minutes. And right. There. Then there it is. Does that happen a lot? Where you you have a, a conceptual idea, but then you go for the chord structure and the and the song structure first, and then write lyrics to it, or do the lyrics show up? They just happen at the same time. I'll. When it's at that level for me, oh, I see you know, what you're saying, right. they, I, I sit down. I might have a phrase in mind. Right, the phrase might be there, but then kind of strum something out and make it fit, and it just kind of pops up. Yeah, it just kind of pops up out of nowhere. Do you record it right away? Um, uh, I, I used to keep a Radio Shack tape recorder. Yeah, with me. Yeah, I everywhere I moved had it forever, ah, I love this, yeah. and just record right away. Grab that grab it yeah so i'd have it on a cassette right and it didn't matter because it was on a cassette right that's what yeah. that's what i said and then you get to that point where you're like well, wait a second the thing on the cassette's pretty good right it's do you have a do you have like an archive of those cassettes they are around do you still have the radio shack recorder it's busted oh it's busted. too bad yep so yeah. that's sad well but the cassettes are around and i i i I wasn't that sensitive about them. No, I, I get it. I get I, it. Yeah. I would record over things after uh, I was done with it and all that. Uh, yeah. I know. No, I get tapes, it. I do. Tapes are pretty pricey. They were. That's true. Yeah, when you're true. like, when you're 13. Yeah, true, I guess, they were, you know, yeah. like a couple of bucks. Plus, no, I mean, plus to, to support what you're, what you're saying. Like, I remember having a, a conversation about, like, uh, for my gig, for your gig, you just write a lot of material. Like, there's just constantly writing, right? Yes. And you can't get your internal editor going, and you can't be too self conscious about it. You can't, but you don't want to be arrogant about like, everything I write is going to be fucking great. It, you just you get this attitude after a while, where you fire and forget, right? And when the confidence gets a little weird, um, again, I'm talking with this same friend who I was talking about before. Uh, he was saying that it's like your, it's like the the you don't want to be arrogant about it 
You just have to make that moment happen, right? So it's like Picasso. It's like who can go to here? I get it. Who can go to a Picasso and be like, "Give me a fucking sharpie. Just give it to me." And you give them a sharpie, and they just go quick, 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 and add all these lines to a Picasso. Like you can't. You can't. Picasso can, right? Right. So by treating your own material with a little bit of contempt, like not respecting it too much, you can do it without being arrogant. So you can go, look, I'm just making, this is just a song. This is a song. You can almost dislike the song. It doesn't even matter because you're making it, right? You're just grabbing a Sharpie metaphorically and just adding to it sure. and doing it. Briggs and I work together on some material and that's, you just are going to do it. going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the only, I mean, when you're done, it, sometimes it's really good, you know, and after a while, I mean, realistically, a lot of it's craft, you know, you just do it for a long time, you work on stereotypes, sure. but... Sometimes you wish you had an eraser. Well... Sharpie's permanent, Duncan. No, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. For me, it's like, that's why it's a Sharpie. Like, yeah, yeah. boom. Hey. And the one person who can do that, the one person who can play another solo over, uh, you know, a Hendrix thing is Hendrix. So you'd right, be like, let right. me just play it again, right? So there is something cool about sort of tossing out your own work like just erasing over it like i'm like jesus i would have loved to hear that yeah sure but you're not saying <laughs> that you're like fuck it that's just my shit man i, I went a long way i wish i should have been a little more a little more concise but i think <laughs> no, you get I'm the glad idea i stuck with it i'm glad i stuck with it's it like, it was a good journey it's like you're it's like you're you, you treat your material with a little bit of contempt not yeah, a lot sure. but like Oh, people yeah, are generally their I just own fucking harshest did this. critic or whatever, too. Well, but that's, so that's a problem. Kind of a different thing. Yeah, if you get too into it, then you won't ever finish anything. Right. right? Well, yeah, yeah. I I've, I can straight up just disrespect myself. Right. To be like, <laughs> so it's it's gross. So let me. Let me right. So apparently, part of the Muse podcast, because this is the second time this has happened, this is where you guys talk and I go let the dog out. Apparently, oh, yeah. we're going to have to solve this for next time. Yeah, I guess so, so. Talk about taking a journey with the. Uh, with the podcasters, I'm gonna go let the doggy out. Okay. All right, Jack. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, maybe we should get back to uh, your timeline. How about that? Uh, anyway, so we were at what? Pink lemonade. Pink lemonade. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> laughing over there. It was great. I had T-shirts. I made my own T-shirts. Wow. It was a marketing silk screen. Mar- you silk screen them or no? Uh, no markers. Markers. Yeah. Fabric markers. Fabric or markers again. Fabric markers okay, and cool. some of that fabric paint. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff, dude. Why would I pay somebody else to do it? Right. That's I, true. It's horrible. I think. I don't know. The do-it-yourself mentality. It's very is punk great, rock. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, but it, there's something to it, you know. Do it's satisfying. It, yeah. There was you know, some if you have a garden and you eat a tomato that you grew with your own hands, it's very satisfying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it worked out for me. I uh, did. People buy these T-shirts. I gave them away. Nice. That's <laughs> the way to do it. Punk rock. Man. Yeah. Right. Totally. Take gave it. Them away. Yeah. So that was uh, yeah. Pink lemonade. I think we made another recording. Do they, do these recordings still exist or do they go the way of your they, cassettes? No, they're around. Oh, cool. Oh, we're digital now. Oh. Yeah, we wow. got CDs and everything, and people, uh, they got pirated, so pirated, to speak. Pirated, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. I was on Napster. Somebody took my my song and put it on Napster in like 2001. What an honor. Yes. That's pretty good. It was, you made it. That's how you know you made it. That's how, yeah. yeah. So. What about uh, LimeWire? Is that what it's called? I don't know if we were on LimeWire. Mm. Uh, I didn't check. Any, any torrents exist? I don't think torrents are there yet. Uh, no. What else we got? This is going nowhere. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, well, we gigged a lot. 
Yeah. At the Sad Cafe. Right. Yeah. There and you go. Parties. Back to the sad Cafe. Sad Cafe and, and parties. So currently, so the Hard Knoxbury is the current project, right? Yes. Okay. So one album in the can. Yeah. In the bag. Do we want to act like you're not part of it? I don't know. I, I played bass on the album, I guess. Yeah. Right? You're in, I'm the, in band. the band. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I don't well, know what your name is in the band. Me either. Yeah. So let's just you're, go with it. You're anonymous. Credit. I'll wear one of those Guy Fox masks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, so one album in the bag. That was right. that was my big dumb rock project. I right. Yeah. Think. Exactly. You talked about that previously. Right. It's a lot of big dumb rock songs. I really wanted to make big dumb rock. But it's fun and it's entertaining. I, and people love it. I couldn't write lyrics to it without just doubling over. Yeah. And well. and so I decided to just make lyrics that make you double over. Sure. A couple of couple of themes ran through the the first album. Uh, what was the, what was the name of the album? What was the name of the album? I don't remember. I don't remember uh, either. Was it? Uh, I, I I honestly do not remember. Oh, my aching head. Oh, my aching head. Yeah. And it wasn't like you were saying. Oh, it's my aching head. The title is Oh, my aching head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Hangover City. Yeah, absolutely. There's mo- a lot of songs about drinking. Booze rock, right? Was it was. That yeah, the, that was yeah. the whole thing. I wanted it to be like a big party dumb thing. booze rock yeah. party album. Yeah, because I don't really do the the weed thing. Like that's not my right, thing. Right. So like. I, I mean, what do you write about? Party songs about drinking. Yeah, that and, works. Yeah, and what uh, what results? And video games. And video games, yeah, right? Yeah, drinking and video drinking games. Drinking and video games, large part of people's lives. <laughs> Are they? Yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah. Both entertaining and I was potentially in, social I was living or in not Dover activities? at the time, okay. and so that explains a lot of yeah, where that party stuff Party central. Yeah. Dover, New Hampshire. Uh, drinking and video games, I think. Yeah. So that album. So how does how does the new album differ from the the first album? I uh, hmm. It's more it's more mature. More it's mature. Sound. It's more mature sounding. Yes. Are you gonna suffer from the sophomore slump? Uh, I've done that so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, right? I mean, you get out all the bad songs by writing a million songs when you're yeah. 15, right? Yes. And hopefully, I, and I did that. Hopefully, um, it's less random. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it seems like you were. You, this is what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I got like the, the, the. It's the kind concept. of a more cohesive concept right. for the new the, album. Whereas the last one was big dumb rock about drinking video games. Right. This one's like, oh my, I'm single. Ah. <laughs> and whatever. Oh my and aching those, heart. Uh, yes. Oh my <laughs> aching heart. We're not doing it. That's not happening. Nope. No. no. Sorry, that was bad. <laughs> so what did I miss? Ah, uh, we were just kind of bullshit. I, did I miss 15 years of awesome bands? No, we skipped. It wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, so jumped we we, we right. jumped to the the present and potentially into the future. We yeah. looked back into the future. Yeah. So the band. So the band. Uh, We're talking band, about Hard Knoxbury, right? The band that I that I got familiar with was Hard Knoxbury. Did I? Ma- did Did you ask me to master that? Yeah, you mastered, mastered the first the, album that we were talking about. The first you mastered album. the first one. Yeah, right. That had a really cool cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wrestling mask. I, I. So the idea was high life. Miller High Life, Miller the champagne High of Life. beers. Yes, and and uh, the pinup model, mm-hmm. and like a '60s pinup model with yep. the High Life and the wrestling mask, and there's just everything I ever wanted. Yeah, so the album cover is kind of like a Venn diagram where those three concepts intersect. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. In the form Miller of, High Life, of a really pinup model, good looking girl, like yeah, Lucha Libre or whatever. Yeah, right. it's great. I I came. The up, album cover is awesome. It really is. It's a I, really good album cover. I came up with this thought, right? Of this thing, and Looking I, I knew I was gonna tell people. I just knew they were gonna give me the oh, Joey's got one of those ideas. Yeah, right. Joey's got one of those ideas, and screw whoever those people are. No, I'm sure they're perfectly nice people, but they're thinking the wrong thing. It didn't you happen. Like, awesome, Joey's got one of those ideas. It didn't happen. I, I was expecting the weird idea thing. Oh, and, I see what you're saying. And yes, do it, do it. 
we we got to find a model. Where do we find a model? Yeah, and we did. It's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty memorable album cover. I think well, I like you. it. Yeah. Well, thank you. So uh, that was I'm, one of mine I'm up on here. So <laughs> what happens if I type hard knocks hard knocks into the Googles? So how do you H A R D K N O K N? All right, I wonder. B U R Y. Because it just said Hard Roxbury instead. Nope. Nope. K N O X B U R Y. Okay. Let's try that. You got it down. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. You have like a whole. Look at that. Google's giving wow. you a whole internet presence. Do you that's pay those guys? Really good. You have like a whole Google section. Oh, hey, that's sweet. <laughs> it's nice to know sure when you I created somebody. your own word, right? <laughs> yes. Albums. <laughs> Oh my aching head! That was the first album. That More about about. Hard Knoxbury. Look at that. Player two. What happens if you click player two? It. Look at that. You got player two explicit Hard Knoxbury MP3 downloads at explicit.com. You had to mark the whole album explicit, and yeah, I think did. there's only one. You write one song about taking a piss off a porch, and you gotta, um, you know, mark your whole album. It was the other huh? song. Well, yeah, that one. The one about taking a piss off the porch. So uh, I'll do it on the side. For people who are listening along, if you're into this, uh, Hard Knoxbury, H-A-R-D-K-N-O-X-B-U-R-Y dot bandcamp dot com. Gives Band you all the camp. shit you need. Especially that awesome, awesome album cover. Yeah, album We're cover looking at great. this right now. It's looking good. Who uh, shot that? Was that, was Chris that Cody. our friend Chris Cody? Yeah. Christopher Cody. Excellent photographer. Excellent photographer. And musician. Um, Almanac Mountain. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Everything he does, he's good at. He, yeah. He's a mixologist. Mixologist. Like, not audio mixing, but booze mixing. Booze. Yeah. <laughs> booze. Um, there are a lot of great songs on this one. I, it's all coming back to me as we do this. Obviously, Victory on the Porch, which you let off with. It's fantastic. That's a good tune. That's right. the one that we just mentioned uh, about, right. peeing off about the peeing off the porch. For me, it was song number two. DT's at a party. DT's oh, at yeah. a party. Remember we had you this discussion. That, that was like, that's the single for me. Yeah, right. Although yeah. you liked another one on there. I like, like a couple of them in here, but that was, that was oh, The Juice. The that's juice. the one. That's mine. The Juice. The Juice. That That's a song about mixology. Yes. Right? <laughs> that was a beverage. We made the juice. Yeah. The Joker Juice. Right. Yes. Kind of like a death punch kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That These are great. Obviously, they're not appropriate for this particular podcast because they've all been... Uh, they've all been played oh. and, and published and shit, of but course. anybody can listen to them right on Bandcamp. You just hit this little button and there you go. So Enjoy. Nice work. <laughs> oh, my fucking head. Please. So, uh, yeah, wow. So then you, you gigged with Hard Knocks Bray a little bit? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Nothing big. It it kind of fell off the wayside when, again, when life life happens. Right. Yeah. Indeed. But indeed. Indeed. Hmm. But maybe it'll happen again. It's it, but it's kind of a passion project. It's not really a um oh I don't I'm not trying to make it with right. this thing, right? You it's know, it's a fun thing to do, right? And and I think that helps with my creativity. Yeah, because I I don't feel that pressure, that same pressure that I wanted back when I was younger. Right. Now I don't. I just I don't want to yeah. deal with that. Like sitting down and figuring out. I I've written a lot of songs, and now I feel like spinning wheels. I'm kind of going back on my doing things that I've already done, mm-hmm. um, like repeating yourself, repeating myself. Yeah. And there are so many people out there that are doing cool things, and I feel like they're already saying what I want to say. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, I, I, 
um, again, we'll say like the breakup situation. There are so many good ideas about breakup. Like the, the phrases are so many words put together so beautifully. And I think of one and then I remember somebody said it. Oh, like, oh right. that's, that's why that song's so good. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Right. That can be a crusher when you do something and you realize that you're, you're remembering it from somewhere else. You know? But that, you know, whole, whatever. You don't need me to, to, to give you a pep talk. I mean, <laughs> you obviously, here comes the album, so you're all set. Right. But right. you can't let that shit stop you from doing sure. shit. You, know, you just got to move past that. But, Absolutely. But so so we're talking about a new album now. Does did you Have you actually gotten as far as naming this stuff and all this kind of thing? Yes. You, okay. Yeah. What's the new album going to be called? Her Name Gets Me Drunk. Really? Yes. Well, because I heard the song you were playing on the end. Uh, is that the song that you originally thought you were going to bring in? You had yes. To, okay, cool. Would you be willing to play it for us? You want me to? Yeah, I do. So we can talk while you're getting set up. Okay. Right. But go ahead and uh, grab the guitar, and I would love to hear that. Is, what's this song actually called? Her Name Gets Me is Drunk. Is it Drunk? Okay, right. Yeah, I, I, I kept it simple. Right. Well, no, because the first line, you know. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's like, right. yeah, well, I won't. let's not. I won't wreck it for the uh, for the people, but yeah, cool. So let's play it, and we'll talk about it. Maybe ask you to play it again. You know, you can talk a little more about the the song itself. Sure uh, thing, dude. Oh, let me get the uh, guitars up for you. Hold on. Okay. Uh, since Briggs is out, let's just hang on a sec. Yes, sir. Wait till he comes in, so you won't interrupt you. Where did this come from? Obviously, it's a breakup thing, but I mean, is this a super personal song or is this? Like, yeah, a oh, this girl just trashed me, man. Just <laughs> trashed, sorry, beat man. me up so bad. And Everybody then, knows what you're saying. Oh, and then I wrote the song, and then she came back next the the next year and just trashed me again. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I'm a sucker. Yeah, I you got know, I got dumped. I got dumped in the same bar twice by the same person. <laughs> you got dumped. By the same person twice in the same bar, yeah. a year apart. Yeah, a year apart. <laughs> I'm super trying not to be sexist right now. Because <laughs> breakups are breakups. That's the way it is. No, I read. I'm going to look it up while we're uh, while, while, while you're getting ready there. Um, I wish I could get it. I want to get it just right. I'm looking it up. Well, basically, someone compared, um, you know, having your heart, uh, having your heart broken. Hold on. Heartbroken. And then like fire and then like burns like let me see if i can get it i'm not gonna get it that's hard fire yeah i'll i'll, I'll see if we can get it later on but yeah there was a, a, a study where uh it was a, and it's it's gonna be it's a sexist study it's basically not sexist but it's a sex uh, a gender-based study where men experience being heartbroken with the same sort of chemical reaction as being burned over a large portion of your body to your brain like your brain receives the same set of chemical impulses and then it's there's like a different part to it women have the same sort of you know damage but it's but it's received in a different way yeah, according yeah. to the study i really need to look this up before <laughs> I, I i go any further so if i ever run out of material i should burn myself no no and then i'm gonna have a whole album <laughs> no. but the idea though of of respecting seriously respecting what happens when you're legitimately heartbroken is, I think it's a modern thought. I mean, it's very cool to be like, yeah, come on, just suck it up. 
you know? Oh, sure. Yeah, just, you know. Rub some dirt in it. Yeah, line, line up like three chicks and you'll be all set. Best you know? way to get over right. someone is get under someone. Yeah, right, Whoa. exactly. That's what it is. That's the song you need to write. <laughs> there you go, right there. <laughs> That's what every song in the 80s was about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Getting over by getting under. That's yeah, very new. That's a, a, that sounds particularly New England solution. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, I'm so, particularly New England. Yeah. But taking Indeed. taking this taking this shit seriously, um, you know, it's a legitimate thing. Rather than just sort of, yeah, obviously, you, you, everybody's going to get get through it the way they're going to get through it. But making believe that it didn't happen is not a good solution, right? Yeah, sure. So, well, I I, I write. Yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's how you get everything. Mm-hmm. You focus your thoughts. I, yeah. I suppose it's a way of focusing your thoughts. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're saying about the process of actually writing about the experience. Is good, yeah. For you, well, personally, I, I believe, yeah, yeah. No, it, I think, I think, if I don't write for too long, mm-hmm. something goes weird in my head, and I'm thinking, I'm anxious, right. or I get kind of depressed, but not like sad, depressed. Just something. Oh, so, oh, I forgot to do that again. That right. whole writing thing. Oh, so it's like actually like a, um, like a therapeutic or a cathartic sort of thing for you, right? Well, I mean, I, I meant more like it's a. a it's something that's common on your timeline. Like you, you do this on a, on like at a tempo, I'm going to write at this part of the week, or I'm going to write at least this many times a month or a week. No, no, no? that's, that's too organized. It's just, I don't know. It's just a feeling. Sometimes just you got to get it out. Yeah. Get it. You got to get it out. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta. All right. Well, you, you, oh, you set it up. Yeah, um, sure. So what, what's the song one more time? Um, her name gets me drunk. All right. Whenever you're ready, Peter. Go get him. Her name is poison. Her name is love. Her name is toxic. Her name is alcoholic. Her name gets me buzzed. Her name gets me drunk. I feel so brokenhearted like when I felt her touch. Her name is Poison Her name is Love I was never aware Of just how unfair A week just could be With what she did to me And I feel love She had enough I never did expect of the feelings she kept I found the lock that she kept and confessed I thought I felt love She had enough Her name is poison, her name is love Her name is toxic, her name is alcoholic Her name gets me buzzed, her name gets me drunk I feel so brokenhearted, look when I felt her touch Her name is poison Her name is love No, there's no same despair No, there's no... Oh, shit It's all good, man that was pretty good. Beautiful. Thanks. Oh, I'll clap right now. Yeah. Clap right now. Very good. Man.
man, that's a heavy song, brother. Yeah, I fell out of that yeah, pretty fast. Yeah, you could see it kind of getting a little real there, right? Yeah, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe another time. Yeah. Yeah, maybe another time. No, I totally get it, man. Yeah, uh, well, I was just thinking how this came to be was people were still saying her name around me. And it was, it would almost scare me. Like, ah! Or I'd see it places. Ah! <laughs> ah! Did Horrifying. people not, did they not know about the situation? Oh, they knew. They, it's just like, just not being you know, blah, blah, blah. didn't matter that much or something. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, trying to help. But, but the name would, would snap you back there. Yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. Yeah, it's the same name as a very popular sing-along song people do at karaoke. All the time. This is this is if you know I'm I, I'm gonna join you here. This is serious shit, right? Like, if you're really gonna write the real shit, when you go to perform it, you're gonna walk a wire, right? And I know you know what I'm saying. And look, I'll, I'll come right out. I mean, when when uh, I, my wife, 25 years, when we broke up, I stopped writing for like three years. That was it. I mean, I wrote professionally but not with lyrics. I'd write, you know, materials for video games, all that kind of shit, but I just wasn't taking the real me and putting it in. Since then, I got back to writing. It's tough. I'll play the songs for someone else, and every now and then, it's just a landmine, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So are you willing to do this? I mean, you are. You're just doing it. Doing what? Just diving in and just writing about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, at some points, you're you're almost um, you you kind of wish that they could hear it just to kind of okay get them I see. I see. turn yeah. the screw. You they know? they just, can they can hear it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate I hate admitting something like that, but you know, it's it's somewhere. Down, I mean, I wrote a song called "Her Name Gets Me Drunk." That's not right. the nicest thing to put out in the world. Yeah, but the act of writing something isn't you know a sentence. It's not. It's it has to be interpreted. I mean, that's the whole. It's, you're not. You're not writing an open letter. Yeah. You're writing a song, so it's going to be interpreted. And people are obviously think about themselves first, so they're going to relate their lives to your words, not your lives to your words right. first. Right. Down the line, if obviously if someone knows you. I mean, we know you. We're going to relate it to you. But everybody's going to filter those words. Because most people can't write music. I mean, they sure. listen to it and they go, oh my God, this guy knows what I'm thinking. Right. You know? I mean, I've written songs about lawnmowers before. So, Well, that's a different process, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, this was pretty straightforward. I, I tried to use less metaphor. I think other times I've written so many songs about having too much stuff. Right. Or, or the lawnmower. Come on, cadet. Right, you know, like yeah, Cub Cadet, Cub huh? Cadet. That's yeah, a class. It's a reputable brand. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really no, but is. I think I think that this shit. I, I know I'm being. I'm really hammering on it, but it's fucking brave shit, man. I mean, it, it is. You're you're representing yourself as part of the art, but you're not doing it in a fucking Kanye. I'm making a bunch of bullshit <laughs> to like make you think I'm. It's not clever. You're just being honest. Realistically, you don't. Yeah, you know, this is not something you come across a lot in commercial music. And it's hard to find, to a certain extent, um, without it being super melodramatic. You know, I mean, people can be really, I don't know, sappy about it. Sure. And then it misses the point for everybody except for them, right? Right. But you're sure. just writing a damn song. And yeah. sometimes it's super real, right? You know? Yeah. I don't know. 
I remember uh, one of my friends, good friends, said, because I was, all this shit was going down, was like, you really need to be writing now because this is where the good shit is. And I'm like, good shit for who? Good shit yeah, for right. you? So sure. you can, you know, w- watch somebody burning? Is that what you want to see? Like, no. Good to know. Not me, brother, you know. Oh, you guys know my best friend passed away last year. Mm. And the day of, people were telling me, you got to write. It's like, crazy. no, yeah. no. No. Yeah. no. Once again, those people not writing with you. Right. Yeah. These, all these people are really conveniently not doing what it is they're telling you to do. Right. You really need to do this. Fuck you. You do it. Well, no, but you need to do it. No, no, no. You got to. Yeah. How could you know? You, you, uh, <laughs> wow. Harsh. Not to say you couldn't, but. Well, it wouldn't have been bad if I felt it, but I wasn't feeling it at right. all. And to, wow. to be pushed on That's that, a, you, yeah, know? Yeah, you just hit it right on the head. You know, you get kind of stereotyped, I think, as a as a musician or a writer, and people think people 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 right people think this is what you do. You should be doing that. And yeah. I don't know. Maybe at that point, I wanted to sit on a lawnmower or something. Right. Instead, right. Yeah, you know? I mean, I kind of the stereotype is is pain leads to art or yeah. whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? I have a hard time, or I've had a hard time in the past. Um, relating music to happy things people that are really into uh say um i have a friend that that sings reggae he's right jamaican reggae dude it's all sunshine and happiness up for the most part um on the surface you know and like oh i I just it um the way i got into music just wasn't that same way it was very it was a lot more serious um i've gotten over that because it's all just music. Right? It's all just music, and and I never, I I never was critical of them. I just didn't know how to understand that, the um, the I don't know, maybe hmm. coming at it from a different perspective, yeah, sort of thing, yeah. But in the end, I mean, I just don't want to take anything too seriously anymore. Well, so. I'm just fair enough. I guess. I mean, although that's a pretty serious song. You know? Yeah, but I, I still tried to put a tweak. Yeah, I still tried to put a tweak on it. Oh yeah, I, no, I, I get that. The, the, I get that. No, I'd like to believe that people who are writing, you know, happy party music are writing it because that's what they're feeling. They're yes. like, oh man, I have this great party song. I can't wait for you to hear it, and we can party together. Right. I'm not particularly the kind of person that uses party as a verb like that <laughs> as much. <laughs> so maybe I'm not like the best candidate for that. But, you know, I don't know if you ever did that kind of thing. But I, used to, I played weddings for many years, you know, in, in fancy weddings in Boston and shit, and just to make money. And, you know, there's times where you're like, God damn, these people, this is like one, of, this is the, probably the most special moment of their lives up until now. And they just want to get semi-hammered and dance yes. to really loud music. You know what? And you're like, you just kind of give in to the moment. You're like, you know what? I think YMCA would probably be perfect right about right. now, which right. again, not normally something that would come out of my face, but yeah. And, and I, you're doing in it, that moment, and it's, it's true, great. and they're yeah, loving absolutely. it, and you're doing it, and you're part of. It. They can't do it without you. You know, you're playing it. I mean, they can play the record, but it's not the same. No, yeah, no. And yeah, I've I've defended this before to other people. They they say a song's stupid. Like, well, this there's a there's a point for this song. Even the the mass produced song, the the so called mass produced. Right, like the I don't know Taylor Swift or something. Yeah. I I teach guitar. I've right. 
Taylor Swift has given me so many students because little right. girls love her. Let's and why not? Who right? Cares? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? And it would be difficult to believe that you're gonna get you're gonna write a song that is gonna hit uh, you know a ten year old girl the same way you're gonna hit like a forty two year old man who's married. Sure. Right. The idea is <laughs> it's gonna be easy for the forty two year old man to go, "That's a dumb song," and the little girl to go, "I can't believe you're listening to that stupid music." That's a good thing, not a bad thing. Right. You know, I think one. Although, if you're just gonna count numbers. Then obviously Taylor Swift songs are the best in the world. But that's like saying the best food in America is the McDonald's hamburger because it makes the most of those sold the most of them. more than anything else. Right? This is bullshit. I mean, that's that's it. It's the most sold, but that doesn't make it the best. You can't compare those two things. Right. And even by saying it's the most popular, it's not even necessarily the point. Like food or art or whatever is to be consumed by the person consuming it. That's it's as simple as that. And so anyway, the bottom line is I can see, I'm not going to defend it, but I can see why someone's going to look at you and go, you know, I like your music. Oh shit. You just got burned really bad. Could you write right now? Because I would love to hear what your writing is like. Do you see what I mean? It's a little bit, it's sort of vampiric or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. But I can totally see how that thought process comes together. I, I, I get it. I and get like it. you're somehow robbing me of this experience by not, <laughs> yeah. you know, pouring out your soul right now as you're bleeding, you know. But it's weird, man. I mean, you, you gotta you, you look at what, what so many people consider the greats, right? I mean, there are examples of just people who are great and they just do their thing, like, you know, say Paul Simon or whatever like that. But sure. You know, you look at all the people that are ready to kill themselves for you while they're singing, and then they kill themselves, right? You know, you get the Janis Joplin and and fucking Steve Perry Vaughan and Jimi Hendrix, and it just goes on and on. You know, Doors, these kind of things. Yeah. You know, Jim Morrison. You how is that what we're signing up for? I mean, I that's not my role. I'm in. I would love to be part of this music thing. I love writing music. I love music, but I'm not willing. I'm not willing to kill myself for the audience. So. I'm not going to put myself up like I'm one of those people, you know? So it's weird, right? You can hear I'm going back and forth in my head. Yeah. Some of the things that I love the most are made in a morbid way by people who are about to die. Right. Who are about to kill themselves, right? I mean, that's one way that, that great art can come, you know, but it's right. not the only way. No, no, no. But I mean, there's a lot of power there, right? Sure, absolutely. You know, you're talking about, you know, Cobain or whatever, yes. Nirvana, right? Yes. You know? And even though he's not being super direct with what he's saying, I mean, the, you can feel there's something super, you know, scary and attractive about people who are living that form of life that's not there. And that's tough, right? So I don't know, man. I can see where that motivation for people to look at you and go, oh, no, you need to write comes from. Oh, sure. And but I, th I don't I think, think you should just go and do it. But Right, right. Well, I, I think... Um the whole music world, musicians, and it's it's really foreign to normal people. <laughs> yes, yeah, I do. I understand. Yeah, that well, artsy thing, the music thing, the staying up late, something you know, it, yeah. whatever, however it manifests itself in your life. There's still something a little off kilter, right? Do you mean you, that it's easy to romanticize? Like yeah. like the people or someone outside of it is looking at it and romanticizing yeah. that idea? Well, that's definitely common, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, so like your life is must be awesome because you're doing this and this and this. And right. I, I have to get up at six and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can see that. I think sometimes just the actual um, 
the actual process of of making music in a professional fashion um again i don't mean like a commercially professional fashion but just like any sort of professional fashion if you've done it for a while you hit on some really cool things before like the way you said i like to consider an album like so you're looking at it as a concept arc or whatever um but just the idea that you're writing a song and you know that it's probably going to get recorded at some point which kind of gives it a little bit of gasoline right and you can kind of hear how that would be. But then you're like, oh, and we could play it live. And if we played it live, they're probably going to love this part. And then you that process of finishing writing it, maybe demoing it or giving it to some of your friends when you say, I want to play together or having people come in to play on it, on the recording. And now you just can't wait to play it for people. They may have already heard it. Right. So the actual process of sort of rocking as a, as a, <laughs> as a living is... If you if you, everything comes out right, you now you get up in front of a bunch of people that know this new song and that they're into it, then they go and and you go and sing it, and so they're ready to receive it, and that I think that feeds all the way back to the original, the original thought of making it to a certain extent. I mean, obviously you can have an original thought, but as you start to make it, a lot of people will go, "Wow, this song is gonna just rock here, and it's gonna rock here, yeah, and it's yeah. gonna rock here," right? Yeah. But gee, just what you just did. If we, if we were at the Stone Church and you just picked up the guitar and you're like, her name's Poison. I'm like, oh, I fucking like that song, right? I, yeah. I, yes, right? It's weird. Like, they take on their own lives as soon as you make yes. them real. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah? Is it time for... Uh it's time for uh, road, road stories? stories? Yeah, yeah <laughs> sure. Let's do, let's do some road <laughs> stories, Joe. <laughs> road story yeah you know good or bad horror story from a gig yeah. that kind of thing well, like, anything interesting yeah, what was the happened? best gig you yeah. ever played yeah there you go that's what was the best gig you ever played oh boy i don't know about best that. one and the worst one. Oh, the best one was probably the last one where katie did where uh, what was that it wasn't a place that normal rock bands play. Oh, was that was that the, the portsmouth show. pearl on pearl street <laughs> in portsmouth <laughs> yes yeah what is that it it's the Portsmouth Pearl oh, on Pearl Street okay, in Portsmouth. Thank you. It, I think it used to be a church. Is that what it was? I don't know. I think it used to be a church. It was and still then, a function. Which one's, yeah. What, which one's Pearl Street? It's in Portsmouth. Yes, and really. <laughs> it's off of Islington somewhere. I don't remember. What's uh, near it? Nothing. <laughs> uh, like a, a, a parking lot that you can park at on the weekends, but not on the weekdays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's like I don't know it's like a block off is it still Street. a music venue? Uh, I don't think it was never it was never a music they venue. Were, it, was were, like, it was like a we were an experiment for bringing local acts. Is in that there. what it was? Yes, yes. And so we there were other bands that played there for a short period of time. It seemed like it was something they were trying they out. They were trying yeah. it out. We were we were the pilot for that. Oh, interesting. We needed a venue. Oh, right. it's a banquet hall. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's the name. So it's called the Portsmouth Pearl Catering and Functions. Oh no, it's closed. Oh. oh. Yeah, it so, like it goes, so it goes, so it goes. But anyways, so that it was, was a good the, gig because it was. It was, it was cool like spot. it was like graduation in a way, where everyone that hates each other in high school loves each other again. Ah, right, yeah, right, right, right. It was like all these people. Oh, you came to that one gig that one time and clapped. That was nice. Oh, you're back. You're all back. <laughs> yeah. So that and we played forever. We played like it that was, was fun. Yeah. A, I think there's a video of it somewhere. Huh? There is. Yeah. They I've sold it, it. They sold the pearl after nine years uh, at the end of the 2014 season. Ooh. Oh, so it was sold. So it wasn't our fault. 
No, no it good, wasn't. Good, good, good. So, no. what was so amazing about the show? Obviously, you said it was like a, almost like a reunion, and all the uh, everybody dropped their swords and just yeah, the energy. Time, of, yeah. It wasn't the same as being in a bar and trying to get people. Just try. Oh, right. we had we just had a bad night. You know, you just gave us a bad night. Or, yeah, fuck that. Or, yeah, or, right. or it's too hot out and people right. or people or people it's too nice out people aren't going to come in it was just everyone was there the energy was up they knew right. that it was the, the it was the nba finals you're, right. Right. Yeah, right. you're yeah. gonna you're gonna see it or you're not right right and so it, just yeah we tricked them we mm. tricked them into, <laughs> into how many people lives. were on stage on stage oh let's see six seven whatever it was uh there are parts i can't remember well because uh, we had um <laughs> <laughs> So it was it was like uh, it's got to be seven, right? So it was drums, bass, you on guitar. You the only guitar? No, Delane. Delane also, forth. yep, right. Oh, Tom Power was Tom Power on keys. keys. Steve, Steve on sax. Yeah. So is that six? We got six. Okay, so mm-hmm. six. Yeah, people. Six. On and stage. then we had guests come up, and that was sort this of thing. Mercady. That was Mercady. Right. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So that well, was probably best gig. Yeah. That was it was just fun. Really, one. It was a fun one. It was, was just like one. a good old fashioned. They weren't gig. happy with us for having for uh, drawing so many people. They didn't. Oh, the venue was the upset. The venue because was upset. It was too successful. Yes, it had. Yeah. It, we drew too many people, and um, the people there wanted to go out and smoke butts or wanted to drink alcohol. Yeah, and it was pretty was, mild. And there overall, wasn't any but, of that. Right. Yeah. They had. They had a. The rule was: if you went outside, you couldn't come back. Ah. Not good for a rock show. Yeah, Pearl right. Street in Portsmouth was was not. Uh, I lost it. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> well, it worked out great for us though. Yeah, well, it was a good show. Yeah. Worst gig lifetime. So many bad ones. Were <laughs> <laughs> some some bad ones? I don't know. Any one of them. What's a good bad one? Um, a good bad one. Like bad for a good reason. Oh, what about the time where there was zero people at the show? It was at the uh, the Blue Mermaid when the drummer was frustrated, so he started taking his drum kit apart w- during <laughs> our set. So we got that was we we got <laughs> Blue Mermaid is a tough place to play anyway. Yeah, it's actually great, but it's a weird situation for it, people we to see happened, a band. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we also happened room, to yeah. have, there was like no one there. I don't it, know was a, it was it was a film festival. Is that weekend. what it was? It was there film was festival other stuff and it was on. raining. And it was right. a really so bad everybody's weather, right? watching the films at the film festival and not going through the rain to go see a band instead of Ex- a film. Yeah. Right? Okay. And yeah, it's a bad booking. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just we had we had two people come in that I invited. Right. Yep. And then they stayed for a drink and left and. Drummer started taking apart, or he's he was like packing up his drum kit, <laughs> put up his right leg up on the kick drum. Uh, it was weird. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was affected by it. Yeah, I, yeah, it was it was offensive I to was, him personally. I guess. In some <laughs> I was still going. I was still trying to go through the thing. Like, oh, what do they say? If, if play play to 13 people like you're playing to 13,000. Right. Yeah, I mean it's not their fault that no one else showed up. You know what I mean? They're right. there to hear the show. Right. Hey, yeah, zero. Plus, yeah, <laughs> plus, well, yeah, I mean, well yeah. the bartender was there, but he wasn't really into it. No. But my, my perspective, I'm pretty sure we we're getting free beer. So right. uh, just play the fucking show. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, what really are you missing to play music with your friends? Yeah, right. And it's get fun, free beers. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, on top of all that. But it's true. Some people are really not. Some people will, again, tie some sort of objective reality to um, whether or not they are enjoying themselves. So if the reason why you're playing rock and roll is in order to be famous then obviously this is a shitty gig sure. you know 
But I can see it's shitty because the uh, because the band itself kind of lost its. Yeah, it was its just kind of uncomfortable. No yeah. one was really feeling it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's too bad. Um, what about when we went down to? Was it? It wasn't Haverhill. It was further down, the Lily Pad. Something like that. Remember, we played oh. a gig where. The, oh, was that where the like the there wasn't even like a full floor? There was like holes in the floor or something. Mm. Was that that place? <laughs> No, way worse, Briggs. The yeah. other band, <laughs> there are four bands they put us on. We we traveled the farthest. Yeah, that was in Somerville, right? So, yeah, or is maybe? it Cambridge? 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 Cambridge. What was the name of the place? I think the Lily Pad. It was right? the Lily yeah, Pad. I'll look it up. Yeah, I know where it is. I can't remember the road, but it's Cambridge. And right? the band that put it together, they, were, we were, they put us on first. They needed a ride there, so we so they took our singer, got a ride from her. They couldn't find parking, so they were late. So they cut our time. Oh right! And we oh, we played like five songs. Right, parking was very difficult. I do five remember. Songs. Wow, look and where then, you are. Yeah, there's no way you're gonna park there. No, no. Oh, loading. You're right on Cambridge Street. Yeah, yeah. Inman Square. And and wow. they got the ride from our singer. They came in, watched us do five songs, and then cut us short because yeah, they had to go on. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was a rough one. Yeah. That that is the place I'm thinking of. There's like they had like uh, the floor lifted up and there was storage underneath or something. I just remember there be. being like an uneven sort of thing, and I was was had to like stand in an awkward position or something. I don't know, whatever. Right. Um. Their their tagline is the most original live music in the world. That place night. is actually a cool space, it and is, they do yeah. a lot of different, uh, you know, off the beaten path kind of stuff. Yeah, it's the it's Lilypad Inman. Dot com. It does look like a really cool place. It's actually huh? pretty neat. Yeah. Going down, there's some jazz here and some... Uh, they do some kind of outsider stuff like avant-garde yep. or whatever. Yep. Some world music, hybrid hybrid world music. Yeah, Ooh, super hipster stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do they have a piano? I don't think so. Okay, I feel like it wasn't like big enough to fit one in there. Yeah, maybe I'm that's wrong. what I'm thinking. That's too bad. That's nice. Yeah, actually, it does look like a really cool yeah, place. Yeah, so it is a cool space. Right, and they have some jazz um, going too. Yeah. We just didn't have the best night there, but right. yeah, I mean, a lot of that is due right. to you know country people going to the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a place to be. Like some band, like when bands reach a certain level of success, if they're live bands, they end up playing um, shows in chunks, right? So I think I know that at, certainly at my age, if I were going to do live shows, I'd say let's see if we can book like three weeks three weeks worth of shit. In as many places as we can, like try to link them Fit together, it all in and bang right. it out, and then start here, and then three weeks later we're done. You know that kind of right. thing. Yes. See, yeah. we can go to do this in Europe for a couple of weeks. That yeah. kind of thing, rather than like this endless calendar of I hope we get a gig yes. and next, you know, we got one in September and sure. there's gonna be two in November, like that kind of thing. I, I mean, mean, that's think, much more typical, right? Well, no, but what I'm getting at is, so if if you have one in September and it's at the Lily Pad in Inman, it's gonna be really hard to get some like hype and vibe going, right? But if you just played three nights and this is the fourth night, right, there's a buzz about, yeah, it especially whatever. in you know the Twitter Twitter world and you know this era, I mean, you can and kind I of think it's it's driven into your head when you're younger that if you want it. You'll be playing, gigging, and gigging, and gigging, and gigging. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it always works that way. Right. Well, I think we're, you might be talking about more than one thing, too. You can't, it's going to be hard to believe you're gonna just going to kind of come out of the womb awesome on stage, you know? So you, sure. you, you do have to go through that 
through that process. And a lot of people don't start when they're seven or eight and, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. And so it takes, you know, you see a lot of people who start at 17, 18 and you're going, kid, you're going to be seven years out of being interesting to watch, you know? So yeah, if you're playing once every month, you're playing 12 gigs a year. Now you're like 12 years out of being interesting, right? right? If yeah, you could do... If you subscribe to that 10,000 hours theory. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. And that's, again, that, that's that's sort of like a, a big number. But I mean... Well, you know what I'm yeah, saying, though, right? Yeah, yeah I, mean, I gotta, totally do, yeah. I mean, be bad how about if good, we play 12 people. gigs a month? Sure. How, that's a, how yeah, much fast faster are you going to get, get your good. shit together? Yeah, absolutely. Right? You're sure. going to start... You're going to stop being so, you know, self-interested. And you're going to start really relating to the audience. learn how to do it. Yeah, you're going to do all the stupid things and try to do shit that you think the audience is going to like. And they don't because you're trying and all sure. that kind of shit. Wear a so, lot of fringe yeah. or you know, whatever it may be. Were you at my early gigs? <laughs> I, I, my early gigs were in the disco era, buddy. Oh, cool. Yeah. Glitter? No. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, gold. We don't need to gold talk about jumpsuits. Me. We gold don't need jumpsuits. to talk about I wasn't gold. But no. anyway. Silver. So uh, metallic have to be metallic. <laughs> you were the copper man. Cool. So, <laughs> anyways, so <laughs> way to kill it. Yeah, way to kill it. That's great. So yeah, I mean, everybody's has the 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 sort of the great gigs and the yeah and the baggies. Do you look forward to playing live again, or are you kind of past that, or is that something you want to do? Or? I'm taking my time getting back into that. I'm, I'm kind of changed up my lifestyle a little bit. Got right. got the real the real job the so called real job and adult you became a good old fashioned adult well I needed health insurance fair enough <laughs> <laughs> so so to answer my question uh, yes yes <laughs> <laughs> no I like what I do a lot and it was nice to not have to rely on music so much for it it let music become more of a uh, um, back to what to more fun <laughs> right <laughs> it got more fun again and and what it needed to be kind of just straightened me out. So I have a personal well, question. Yes. Uh, what happened to the mixer? What mixer? Oh, the console? The mixer. Oh, she's rocking, baby. Okay, so one day, I'm minding my own business, and I think I got, it, was, it wasn't a tweet. It was some sort of, it was probably not an email. It was probably, you know, it was a Facebook message or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And Joey's like, I got this, I think you called it a mixer at the time, but it's this, and you named it, but you, there was no pictures, right? And I'm like, well, cool. And you're like, you're like, you, uh, will you come by? You know, you help me, set, you know, whatever. You wanted to know something about it or some wiring bullshit or something. And uh, I think at the same time, you told me about it too. Like Briggs, you told me could be, like could the be. same thing. So I kind of got it through these two directions, right? I remember looking at this thing on the internet going, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, large. Consoles before these are mixing consoles. These are the things that look like the you know the 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 deck of well they actually look bigger than the uh, like the like the uh, like the Apollo mission. Yeah, I was going to say like some sure. you know some NASA thing. But these are are before computers. Every microphone well it still happens this way, but every microphone has to come in and plug into a channel, and that means each of those channels needs to have some sort of tone control and some sort of potentially you could put different sounds on it and then you need to be able to level it with that big slider fader right so if you have 22 mics you need 22 of these things all in a row oh yeah and that's why you get this big thing oh, yeah. now now 22 <laughs> you can plug I know, now you can plug 22 mics into the interface on your computer and then it'll all show up on your computer you don't need to deal with all that stuff you can Virtually. still use the con i mean or not i mean you can do whatever sure. you want either but, way it works right right but in this case, not everyone has so what the was, space what, what, for, let's actually uh, for look a large at while we're, while we're doing this. What, what, what kind of console is this, buddy? Oh, the CAD MaxCon? C-A-A. 
MaxCon? MaxCon. MaxCon. Is it a MaxCon Maximum console? Uh, I'm having trouble placing whether it's a MaxCon or a MaxCon 2. Wow. It was told the where I got it from, it was a, 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 like a Mark 1. Well, it okay. comes right up on gear slots, so that's uh, good. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. how you know it's, it, it exists. That's where, yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I used to own one. I wished I hadn't sold it. Great sounding desk. Killer EQ. One issue would be maintenance due to heat. <laughs> uh, maintenance is definitely an issue with this thing. There's about a thousand issue. knobs on it, and half of the solder joints are broken, yeah. and it's it's clicky and dirty. Oh, yeah. and where did like it come cat from? Hair in it. Where did um, it oh my god! Wow. Uh, there you go. I just looked yes. it up on. So I typed CAD CAD yeah. MaxCon into the internet, and wow, it came up. That's a lot of a uh, lot of sliders. Yeah, well, it's it's modular, so it comes in different. Like, no, I, I have the I have the thirty two and whatever. I could fit more in there. <laughs> It's a big basement. It's a big. It's a, <laughs> Where did it come from? It came from a studio in Portsmouth. I was doing live sound at the Stone Church, and yep. this guy was like, "You're, you're doing great, kid." And then uh, he invited me to see his studio in Portsmouth. I believe it's what Mill Pond Studio. Yeah. Yes, and so he, uh, he, it was. It needed a power unit and a power supply and the power supply looks as big as a, a computer desktop right. and weighs 80 pounds. Right. And so, and that was what it needed to just to get it to turn on. Yes. Never mind any other maintenance. You are correct, right. sir. So I think that, yeah, that was part of the question. You didn't have the power supply. Exactly. Right. And I think that was part of the reason why you called me. It was like, you're like you know, maybe. you were looking for that or something. Uh, maybe you were probably just really excited <laughs> about having a new console, too. <laughs> Duncan, Duncan. That it is been cool. awesome. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So you found a power supply. <laughs> I got a power supply. Yeah. And I got it. I've been, I'm tracking with it a lot. And it works. And, and I, I, I have a project I'm going to be tr- sort of mixing with it. Oh, great. Yeah, a little bit. But, um. Yeah, he he was gonna give it to a school or give it to me, and the school said no way. Right, <laughs> and I said yes. Yeah. Does it heat up? Is it super warm? It it's hot. Yeah, yeah, you get toasty. It, yeah, but I'm, I mean, it's, it's big. great in the winter. Yeah, right. Yeah, honestly, I don't think it gets That's as not bad. Yeah. I, I don't think it gets as warm as as uh, people shouldn't complain about it. So you're putting. <laughs> so you're putting. Uh, Right. I, I yes. can't imagine you have 32 mics set up. No. No, okay. No, but it's nice to have the 64, option. 64, right? and then you just plug in the ones you want. The nice thing <laughs> the nice thing about having that uh, that many channels, though, is you could set up, you could put 16 in for tracking. Yes. And then you could run, like, things, you could come back out of your computer, and you could use part of it to mix down to and all that. Well, the, the Hard Knoxbury album was recorded through that console, right? The yes. new one, yeah. Yes. Right. Before so. we started maintenance on it. And that right. Was, yeah, that was yeah, tough. Some, some of the uh, some of the channels are, are scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You kind of tweak a knob, and, it, and yeah, and then it blows your ear out. I'm not gonna try to repeat the noise. Oh, please don't. I, I, I see my, what you're saying, yeah. though, right? Yeah, because it, if it shorts, you're gonna get it at maximum. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, right? there's a lot of moving parts in there too, yeah. and yeah. yeah. Does it have like a, a master section? It does, and that needs does the it, most help. <laughs> does it have a compressor in the master no. section? No, no. That would be cool. It would be wicked cool. Yeah, wicked. How many does it sub? Like four or eight? Four. Four. That's awesome, though. Yeah. Four? Six? I do it's not great. remember. Six makes sense, yeah. It looks awesome, I can tell you that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. does look awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to play with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It sounds good, it too. Sounds awesome. It sounds really good. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I well, like it. I mean, there's a, there, there you go. There's a, there's a reason why people like me don't have consoles, and it's because of the space and sure. all that kind of stuff. It's there's large. A, there's a reason why people like me wish... We had parts of the console because it always sounds, sounds good, good to record that way. And these days, like, um, 
I'm Jones, and I have nowhere near enough money to do this kind of thing. I'm Jones, and there's a um, API has like this sort of kind of cut down version of an API console. So right it's, it's got like eight in, and it, you can do the, the summing, but that's all API and shit like that. Yeah, Jones yeah, on it, but yeah. so awesome. It's either that or you know a car or something. Right. <laughs> so it's like you know, but you can see that that would just be. Because you go through it on the way in, and then it all sounds good, and then you're in the computer, then on the way out of the computer, you're going oh, through it again. Oh, yeah. So you oh, just yeah. got a really, you know, high-end sound there. But guys, like you know, these days, um, like in my studio, I can get away, but I have one piece of hardware that, that everything goes back out through, and that warms things up, and, you right. know, it's a, it's, it's a discrete, it's basically like the, whatever, it's gear talk, but it's like the quad, but, uh, the quad section, uh, quad bus section of the um, SSL. It's basically a, a, a really heavy duty you know class a up upgraded kind of version of that little sure. quad bus quad comp quad. what's quad quad comp right but uh the the you know the master section in the ssl so it's really nice it basically does parallel compression with with automatically and uh if i you were saying you were interested in i'd love to hear your stuff through these speakers so if you want to bring them in oh yeah oh yeah right oh yeah let's do it but do you want to do you want to give the song one more shot? I'd love to get a whole track of it. Yeah, but I understand if you don't want to. Um, nah, I think I'm done. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> I'm really happy that uh, that you came in, man. This is just it's perfect. Yes, thank you for uh, having you me. can you can hear Briggs and I just sort of you know crawling our way through these first couple of episodes, oh, yeah. and figuring totally out it. where the fun is. Totally and all dig that. it. I'm doing the same. Th- I got yeah. a web show. I'm doing a, yeah. a, a the, oh yeah. You got talk you about it. Plug it. Show yeah, it. Let's do it now. Plug yeah. it. Yes. Instead of having band practices and things, <laughs> I've, I've had to replace it with another collective sort of art project. So what is your web show? Show and Tell with Joseph K. Murphy. Okay. It, it was something I did with my cousin before mm-hmm. Show and Tell with Amos Clapp. However, right. he's moved away. It's it's it, the idea was a variety show right. of sorts. A talk show that we did classic style in like in my basement it yeah. was actually in my bedroom in the basement right and uh, and we just had whatever wacky fun or awesome characters we are you no find. longer doing it now we just started i you just rebooted started it right this rebooting is the era of the reboot it. rebooting so it. what is it called now show and tell with joseph k murphy great and so have you is it up and running now or are you just starting we we just filmed we're editing it's not up yet okay how are you going to present it to uh, the world? Is it a YouTube thing? Or? It's a YouTube thing. <clears throat> right? Sure. Is there something that we can look up already? Or is there something we need to... I mean, so this this episode are, are won't the, come out for a little while. This episode is going to be in the can for okay. a little bit. So, uh, josephkmurphy.com. Okay. Always go there. Yep. Beautiful. Um, Joseph with a PH. Yeah. With a PH. And, yes. Beautiful. Yes. And, uh, and then you'll have a YouTube connection from there. A YouTube right? connection there. Uh, right. Facebook. I think the Facebook is show and tell NH. Yeah, Facebook.com, show and tell NH. So um, Google it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> always just Google. Google's you could great. do that, right? It's really amazing. I can do it. I do I'm anything you're interested in. About. You type it in and they tell you what it is. They, they tell you exactly what it is. Oh, Especially if, if you're feeling lucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got all these cool images. Uh, not not images. everyone uses that button. Nice work. Yeah. Oh, I can see what you're saying. So you can go. Are the right uh, I have there, a yeah. question, Joey. Yes. Are the original show and tell with Amos Clap episodes on the internet in case people are curious about the backstory? Sure are, but they are. Oh, YouTubing. They, yep. Cool. Yep. Good because I want to watch one in particular. Which one's that? The the Patrick Boutwell episode. Uh, classic. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. Classic. Yeah. He yeah. played on that. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So you're looking for that episode of Show and Tell with Amos Clap. Amos Clap. K L A no C L A P P. 
Correct. C-L-A-P-P. Amos Clap. Right. Yep. Great. So, and then this album, you figure soon? End of the summer. We're, we're actually brewing a beer for our our, our listening party. Really? Yeah. CD release. CD release. Custom beer. Yes. Great. I, wow. Yep, it's called That's Her a, Name. Ah. Get it. I yeah, get it. My roommate the album is yeah. Her Name Gets Me Drunk, yeah. and the beer does it's gonna the be same. A, it's going to be a Saison. Oh, It'll be a Saison. Saison. Yeah, Have so. you decided on, on how the album cover is going to look? Yeah, a little bit. I, I need to work it out with the artists, but um, I've had an idea for a long time what I, what I want. How much, if any, uh, professional wrestling is involved in the cover? I'm um, back and forth. Yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of would like to have the same character ah. as, the big, as the first one in a new setting. Interesting, kind of like like Eddie with Iron Maiden. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a really good idea. <laughs> you have, yeah. That's a. I really, apologize really, to the model for really good idea. No, yeah, I, I'm sure that that she'll understand. But I yeah. hope so. I hope so. What you meant was an iconic representation of the band. Thank you for fixing right. what I said. Right. <laughs> Plus, the model, far more attractive than Eddie from Iron Maiden. Hey, it depends on your perspective, man. Uh, you know, good point. Yes. Good point. Yes. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, yeah, was, when you get to a certain age, you just step in it over and over yeah, again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Fantastic. And that's uh end of the summer. That Are you are you going to have like a hard Knoxbury site or are you going to keep this JosephKMurphy.com probably? I, I always send people to JosephKMurphy.com because right. no matter what I decide on doing, it always ends up there somehow. Fantastic. So are, easy. are both these songs that you played tonight going to be on the uh, yes. album? Sweetness. Yes. Can't very wait good. for you to hear them. They're going to be great. Oh, I'm psyched. Cool. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Joey. Very, very good. Thank and you guys. Uh, I, w- I would love it. Maybe you come back... Uh, Maybe when Briggs is sick or whatever, you can sit in for Briggs. I, I would love fantastic to. Yeah, to do please this with do. someone else. <laughs> Very good. All right. So everybody who's listening, thanks for uh, for dealing with us again. As you can see, we're we're figuring this out as we go, and uh, I have a feeling a year from now we're going to look back and uh, and and laugh about it a cringe, little bit. Cringe, cringe a little bit. <laughs> I know I'm trying to be nice, but <laughs> nope. But yeah, we're going to keep this. This is a serious endeavor for us, and uh, we're, we're we're starting out humbly, and we'll see where it goes. But. Um, I have a lot of plans for this. I know Briggs, uh, you have some really powerful ideas for this, and uh, down the line, I think you're going to be surprised at some of the uh, some of the angles we're going to take. We don't necessarily have to do this here. We don't have to have to do this with me. Um, we're lucky to know some pretty amazing people, and uh, like Joey here, I, hopefully the goal will be to introduce uh, you guys, people who are listening, to these other people these are uh, hopefully down the line this will this will be some sort of something that you know not only that we'll look forward to doing but hopefully that the uh, artists will, will look forward to to bringing stuff too you know i can see the next time you put in an album together it'd be really cool if you come in and play some things ahead of time like that yeah, that kind of thing i think hopefully that'll be what it ends up but we're going to keep riding it and see what happens and if you have any ideas these are, is it something that you want you think that would be a good idea you want to help us uh put this together if you know somebody who would be a good guest get in touch with us at themusepodcast.com and uh hit the contact button and uh we'll we'll read your stuff on the air if it's inappropriate enough so cool thank you very much people thanks, thanks. joey Woohoo!